listener and welcome to the podcast with your agony aunt, Anna. This is a space where we put a positive spin on all things shit. You can share all the crap going on in your life and hopefully I can help you out with your shitty, shitty dilemma or we can just laugh about it. If you have a tragic story or you're just feeling sorry for yourself, then this is a safe place for you. Actually, if you are feeling really sorry for yourself, you can have a little pity party, post it on Instagram, tag me, your.agonyaunt, and I will give you loads of sympathy. But if you just have another question or a story or anything, you can email me, youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com. This week's sponsor is... Hey, you excited? This week, the sponsor is the NHS. Because by sponsor, I do mean supporter. (laughs) And um, by this week, I do mean this month, this year, ever since 1948, when the NHS was established. Now, I don't know what the retirement age is. They do work you pretty hard. But I don't think anyone that started working then is still working now. However, it is all a part of the same idea and the amazing work. And for years and years and years, just dedicating so much for us. Like every other country in the world is so gel. Thank you so much for supporting us for all these years. All of you wonderful NHS heroes. Before I share any of those stories and shout outs to the NHS workers, I wanted to, to me, what feels like the elephant in the room, but for so many it could just go amiss. It all depends on perspective and experience. The conversation of mental health is becoming more and more a part of conversations that we have with people. They've come a long way, however, there is still more awareness to be raised and more open discussions to be had with what could be done to help people. But the topic of suicide is far behind that. It is a tragic ending to someone's life. And for someone to be feeling suicidal and have those thoughts and to pull through is incredible. It's not talked about as much because it's it's so tough. So for someone to have gone through such a intense journey and then also be open to speaking about it, to be honest with themselves, with everyone around them and also with the public who maybe they can inspire some people or they just want to raise awareness to the severity of mental health. How someone can do that and not be met with compassion and an overwhelming amount of emotions is beyond me. I don't see how compassion can't be triggered by the journey and not ending tragically. So Meghan Markle, for anyone who didn't know what I was talking about, I think that you've really opened the conversation for something very serious, very delicate, and you've done it for yourself. And I think that's really brave. Okay, now 
I am ready to dive in to this large segment, which I'm calling Unsung Heroes. Yeah, so it's Unsung Heroes, but I'm singing it because they're going to be sung. I don't know if that's actually where the phrase comes from, but you know me, just go wing it. But no, I'm ready. I'm good to go. I've had a shower. I've washed my greasy hair. I even brushed my teeth. Like, I didn't brush my teeth when I went to the shops today. I didn't brush my teeth when I went out for a coffee. All moisturised, all ready. Brushed teeth. I'm all clean. And, like, I feel like I'm going out. I actually looked at the time and it was, like, roughly seven. And I was like, if this wasn't COVID, this could be me, like, getting ready to go out. Maybe, like, drinks with friends or, like, a day. <laughs> okay, I'm not going on a day. Way more likely that I'm going to Top Secret Comedy Club all by myself because, yes, I am a member, but shh, it's Top Secret. And yet, yeah, I shower, I get changed, and I'm like, meds, I'll just put on my pajamas, I'm just gonna go to bed. What has happened to our evenings? I've no idea. What, what did you do last night? Like, honestly, what did you do with your evening? I, I don't even know. So, the first email I'm going to read out is from a member of the public. This is the email that I'm reading out, but I'm unsure of the, like, what accent to go for. I feel like I want to do this Scottish. <clears throat> Hi, we do... Ah, oh, I forgot I can't do accent. <laughs> Apparently... Scottish to me means man. <laughs> Let's try that again. Hi, wee doll. A few of my doctor friends deserve a wee shout out. Damn right they do. And then they've just given a list of all the people that I'm assuming are their friends, their doctors, that deserve a shout out. So for the purpose of the individuals knowing it was their friend that shouted them out, I'm going to give out first names. So these shout-outs are from Steph. And Steph wants to shout-out Hannah, Shona, Rebecca, Holly, Rhiannon. They're all absolute legends. <laughs> Woo! Okay, now time to hear from a NHS hero. Hi, Anna. My story is that the other week, whilst working in A&E... I had to assess a lady in her 30s because she had accidentally eaten 20 daffodils. It so happens that daffodils look very much like Chinese onions. Oh, this person's fancy. She saw them in the supermarket and thought that they had brought them in for Chinese New Year. She cooked them up with a delicious sauce and around 10 minutes after eating them was violently sick. It was only when her husband looked at the packet in the bin he realised the daffodil error. Smart man looking in the bin, to be fair to him. Very, very well done. It turns out daffodils are poisonous to eat, but they both made swift recoveries and were discharged home. Thank goodness. Honestly, that could have had such a dark ending. <laughs> I feel like they kept composure throughout that whole examination I genuinely don't know how I could have stayed professional I just wanted would have wanted to have laughed thank you so much for sharing your story
Now we have another email from a Dr. Anon. That's not their name, it's short for anonymous, and this is the doctor. Hi Anna, one of the things I found hardest to deal with is patients and relatives not being able to see each other when their loved one is in hospital. It's so hard for the patients going through scary life-changing illnesses and also scary for relatives not being able to see what's happening and feel so helpless. Especially with patients who then deteriorate further and are reaching the end of their life. It's so sad that they haven't been able to see their families in the days before when they are usually more lucid. Horrible for everyone involved. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that for us, us mere mortals, we just stay at home, keep our heads down, get on with what's in front of us in our lives, in our own little like household bubble, and all we hear is the statistics and the numbers that are going up and the down. Is there a strain on the NHS? Whereas these are actually people's lives and you guys are having to see these really painful journeys through treatment, recovery, and unfortunately also the times where it has a tragic ending. And you're seeing these day in, day out, and have been for almost a year. So thank you so much for sharing that and helping us gain a little bit of perspective. They've added another note here as well, if I just continue. Also the loneliness in lockdown, especially in the elderly, who live alone and particularly in the first wave would be shielding. I remember clerking in one elderly lady who hadn't left the house in months and she was just talking about how sad she felt and it broke my heart. We spent a while chatting, much longer than I usually spend with a patient, but I felt like she needed it. Well, I really felt that that patient would have loved that and really appreciated it. I bet it would have made a huge difference to their day just to be able to have like that small talk or just have someone that cares and to listen. So yeah, big. For anyone that has been touched by that story, I actually was looking into this. Um, You probably have guessed I like love talking to people. I looked into a few ways as to how I could maybe help others that are going through isolation and loneliness, but also for myself as well. I love a good old chimwag. And there is a volunteering section on the NHS website. It's called Check In and Chat Volunteer. And another thing that I found that isn't necessarily from like recommended from a charity or anything to do with the NHS, but it's called Big and Mini. And it's basically about getting younger people connected with older people as well. If that story from Dr. Anon really resonated with you and you want to do something about it there are options there for you to get involved okay the next email is a very very enthusiastic email nomination exclamation mark exclamation mark smiley face and that is just the subject line hello agony aunt anna hello Please can you give my friend Rose a shout out on the podcast and I would like to nominate her for a pamper package if possible. That is 100% possible. Like I can definitely get this done for you, no problem. Bish bash bosh, name in the hat, boom. She has moved back to the UK from Australia. Australia. I told you I can't do accents. 
and is working crazy hours as an athletic trainee on the COVID ward. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you, that took me by surprise. Let me let me go again. As an anesthetics anesthetics. Why am I giving myself a lisp? Hours as an anesthetics trainee. I really hope that's right because I've just had to edit out about eight attempts before this. That that's that's it, that's that's the best I can do. She has had her 30th birthday this week. Please can you shout out my beautiful, kind and glamorous friend, Rose. Oh my God, of course I can. Happy birthday as well, Rose. (laughs) Although it might be a belated present, I really hope you end up receiving one of our pamper packages. So yeah, fingers crossed for you. And my fingers are actually crossed keep forgetting this is a podcast but you know I'm just getting into it so interactive what a lovely shout out there from Jenny to her friend Rose all the way from Australia now this next email is from someone that I think has their shit together you know when you just hear from someone and you're like I bet you have a spreadsheet of all your spendings and you actually stick to your budgeting they they meal prep they find time to read they have so much going on in their lives it seems like they just effortlessly blow through life doing so much and what has led me to come to this conclusion is that they have actually sent a word document as an attachment so they've just said hey feel free to use whatever you would like just a couple anecdotes of the last few months And in the document, there's a few good, bad and ugly stories. The bad for me was when my mum had COVID. I normally speak to my mum every day and I normally talk to her on my way home from work to reflect and detox. In January, I couldn't get hold of my mum. She wasn't answering the phone. My dad called me to say she had a temperature and had gone to bed. She didn't talk to me for three days. During this period, we were getting the sickest patients into A&E, but hadn't yet expanded the ITU and HDU capacity. On the Saturday night, I left work knowing that the oxygen alarms had gone off as we were at an all-time low. The following day, I was working in the hospital resuscitation department. We were full and ITU and HDU were also full. We had two ventilated patients, five patients on non-invasive ventilation, brackets CPAP. We managed to transfer some patients off the unit to HDU, brackets because some people had passed away in ITU and they extended HDU capacity for the third time. We were having patient after patient come in with COVID struggling to breathe, trying to convince them to wear the horrible CPAP masks. On a break, I spoke to my mum, She had a raging temperature and her oxygen level was low. She sounded awful. After a little cry, I put on my PPE and went back to work. We had a 52-year-old lady who came in. We trialled her on CPAP. She was so frightened. Her eyes were popping, her body shaking, and she was just terrified. I said to her to just hold my hand, and she held my hand the whole time. CPAP wasn't working and after 15 minutes began to drop as low as 60%. 
I held the phone while she said goodbye to her husband, while struggling to breathe, and we intubated her. The whole time I was thinking and praying and hoping my mum would get better. I was just as frightened as her. Thankfully, my mum recovered. I think for me, that has taken me weeks, even months, to get over. Wow. I don't even know what else I can say. That is such a powerful story. It's crazy to think that you can be going through such a tough time personally. You know, normally you can leave that at the door and try and get on with your job. But when your job is a mirror image of what you could potentially be experiencing in your personal life. And it just must be so emotionally exhausting. Thank you so much for sharing. On a slightly lighter note, maybe? Are we good? Are we good to move on? If you need a break, go get a cup of tea, dry the tears away. And we'll move on to the funny stories that she has to share. For me, one of the funniest moments in the pandemic was actually when one of my colleagues and I were performing the last offices, brackets cleaning the patient. He has been dead for a little while. Family had been in to see him and his body had gone quite stiff. When we perform the last offices, we normally talk to the patients and are wholly respectful. I accidentally leant on the controls of the bed and he sat up in bed as if he was trying to speak to us. Oh my God, you would shit your pants, wouldn't you? (laughs) If a dead person just all of a sudden sat up and you thought they were going to respond to you. Oh my God. I had a patient who got brought in after having a heart attack in cuffs. He was being chased by the police running up a hill after stealing a turkey from (laughs) M&S. Oh my god, wait, so, stole a turkey from M&S and he got chased by the police? I mean, a crime is a crime, but that's a bit much. I wonder if they put their best detectives on the case. Also, I love that they've said that he was being chased up a hill. Do you think that's what gave him a heart attack? God, lockdown has really affected our fitness, hasn't it? And another quick anecdote, just to finish the formal document off. We have had a lot of patients having seizures, doing the air quotes there, in the back of police cars after being caught at illegal parties. Ooh. I don't know if I've just given you guys a tip. However, I really hope no one on this fucking podcast has been going to illegal parties. That is disgraceful. Agony Aunt does not approve of that. Get your shit together. They have told this in like a funny way because obviously (laughs) these people are all coming in and they're having to treat them professionally and look after them and do their job. But also if they're like secretly suspicious, that's quite funny. But if these people have all been going to illegal parties, that means they've been coming into contact with loads of people. Then they're going into hospitals around people that are sick. Honestly, some people just don't think. Those were some fantastic stories. I loved them. And I really appreciate this person sharing a really intense time for them that took them so long to get over. You are an NHS hero. Okay, we have another email with some doctor nominations. This is from Hen. Hello, Anna. Hi, Hen. Please can I nominate the following docs in my life? CV 2021. Budget February. Passport photocopy. (laughs) 
I'm joking. Just because she said docs, like documents. Honestly, I'm going a little bit insane. Boris, would you please just fucking open the pubs? Please can I nominate the following docs in my life? Gemma, Hannah, Kate, Bethan, Rosie and Harriet. Oh, that is just so lovely to see. It's amazing when you actually hear from someone that wants to nominate so many people that have done so much good and worked so hard and dedicated so much of their time for others during this past year. There is just so much love shared, so much love and appreciation shared in this email and I just love it. It's what this is all about. So yes, doctors, now, the last email I'm going to read out, I actually haven't read because I've been so excited about it. The subject line is Nurse Bants. Boom. Yes, this is right up my street. Going to love this. Let's, let's get this ball rolling. Let's get in with the bants. Hi, Anna. Here's a couple. Of <laughs> Why did I do like a whole banter, banter, yeah, do the bloody finger click thing and then just give her the poshest voice ever. I'm not doing the rest of the email in a roadman's voice. I just can't pull it off. Hi, Anna. Here's a couple of stories. Hope they're okay. Once a nurse friend had to put a bear hugger, brackets, a machine to warm you up. Love that she's already prepared for my lack of knowledge. Had to put a bear hugger on a patient who had a low temperature she set it to 32 degrees, thinking that it would be a good temp, because on holiday, that's warm. Human core temp is 36.5 degrees. Oh no. I mean, I get where the nurse is coming from, though. Like, 100%, room temperature is 25, bit warm. Yeah, like, 30 degrees, that's grand. You don't want to bump up to, like, 50 and be, like, baking. So, no, I totally get how she, she estimated that. Totally with her on this. However, I've not had training. I do feel like she should have maybe thought about that. Same nurse, spelt quiche, K-E-I-S-H, on a patient's food chart. Not going to lie, I really don't feel like I can comment on this particular point because I actually feel for the nurse. Very hard word to spell, quiche, K-E-I-S-H. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. That sounds about right. However, I'm very aware that I'm with the minority on this one and everyone else would be laughing and finding this really funny and like, ha ha ha, that's not how you spell it. Oh really, that's not how you put random like squiggles together on a page. Oh, what's so funny about that? We made it up anyway. Speaking of um, people who are struggling with these things. So from the point that I made last week as to whether it's an NHS dedicated episode or a NHS dedicated episode. It's Anne. I looked it up, turns out it's just Anne when it's an acronym. So the other example that they did give was an FBI agent. There you go. And you know what? I know some of you out there are going to be thinking, oh my god, this is so obvious. But people out there that are dyslexic are actually probably finding this really helpful. This is like the adult version of all those special ed classes we had to go to. And let's be honest, back in school, we were kids. We didn't really give a shit. But now we're like, I could do with knowing this. Like, yes, please. So you are welcome. 
sorry, didn't mean to interrupt this lovely person's email. Let's continue. Same nurse also stopped. I'm starting to think that this person does have a bit of beef with this nurse. There's another third story where she's basically pointed and laughed at them. Same nurse also started CPR on a man who was just in a deep sleep. <laughs> That's too funny. There are so many points here that I just want to follow up on. Okay, so let's start off by saying great response. She's seen someone that she thinks is dying or can't breathe. I'm not a nurse. She sees someone that needs urgent attention and like rushes over and just, you know, cracks on with CPR. That's great. That's the kind of person I want to be around. But when the person wakes up, how are you handling that situation? (laughs) Are you going to just... Be like, oh, sorry, I thought you were dying. Is the guy just going to be confused? Or do you think you'd be able to back off and he won't notice? Or maybe you'd be like, oh, you, I think you spilt some of your lunch down you. I was just trying to rub it off. Like, how, how do you pull this off? And you know damn well, if you've just started doing CPR on someone, you've probably started yelling for help and, you know, making a scene. Oh, God, this poor nurse. And then in the email, it does say she's actually an amazing nurse, which I do not doubt we're all humans we all make mistakes we all have funny moments it does not mean that we are not capable it does not mean we are not very good at our job okay this person has more stories for us luckily the other nurse is being left alone now so thank you a woman with spina bifida came in and had sores on her bottom they needed to be packed I went to check them and pulled the dressing off and loads of poo came out. I was like, oh my god, the wound has a fissure to the colon. She's going to get septic. So I did some googling to see what fissure was. F-I-S-S-U-R-E. And basically, that's like a tear. So, pulled the dressing off, loads of poo came out. Oh my god, oh my god, and she's gonna get septic. Turns out someone packed her bum hole. <laughs> so without knowing, someone's put a gauze over her bum hole so she can poop. <laughs> god. If you were already like you had sores and you were in pain, oh my god, this poor woman. Do you think when you've been constipated for a few days and you finally manage to re- to relieve your bowels, since we're doing you medical talk, and you're just so relieved, do you think that's what she felt like? One time I split my trousers bending over. <laughs> that is just a classic. I love that I'm just going down the list from this same person. It's fantastic. And... I'd love to hear more about what the scenario was because also it's not like I'm in the office and if I rip my trousers open, my boss is probably going to let me go home and fix it or I can probably go to the shops and get some. Where's she going? She's can't, she can't leave. What's she going to do? Okay, another long one here. Very exciting. A man had a catheter in and the foresca... No, I wasn't prepared for that. A man had a catheter in, and if the foreskin isn't pulled back, it can lead to phimosis. 
brackets, not sure if that's how you spell it. Okay, love, glad you admit that because I'm not sure how you say it. So between us, we've probably got the complete wrong thing. But this happened and the nurse phoned urology and they said they needed to massage it out. She Googled, love the nurses are just Googling things because that's what we do at home all the time. We just Google things, but we Google for diagnosis. Definitely don't Google like how to put a catheter in. Do not be doing that shit at home. She Googled how to massage a penis. <laughs> I should have just finished the sentence. Uh, she Googled how to massage a penis and essentially went to wank the patient off. <laughs> Luckily, she was stopped by the nurse who went with her and they just popped it into 50% dex to get the swelling down. I'm not sure what DEX is, but I'm assuming it's kind of like the opposite of lube. It's sort of like, that's the prep. This is like the opposite. Like, please don't wrap me off. Also, if the patient's like, what are you doing? You have to be like, oh yeah, this is just what you do. You can't be like, I don't really know. I'm just trying. Like, you can't do that. So you have to try and own it. And then if it is wrong, you can't be like, I wasn't like sure I was just winging it. You have to be like, well, I made the calculated decision to wank him off. And then they finished the email off with a fantastic shout out to everyone in UHW, University Hospital of Wales, especially C7, B7 and A7, who have been fighting COVID. I feel like I've just sunk someone's ship in battleships. I'm really sorry. I'm sure C7, B7 and A7 are fantastic wards for COVID. I'm so glad I ended on that email. I knew that Nurse Bance was going to sort us right out. Sharing the shitty situation she gets into. Literally shit everywhere. But I am so happy for that. Keep keep this coming. I've really, really enjoyed it. These stories are amazing. And us mere mortals just, wow. Applaud you and applaud all of you. C7, B7, A7. All the points on the battleship cards. Well done. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Thank you so much to everyone who emailed in. Whether you were giving someone a shout out or you were sharing your insights or funny stories as an NHS hero. I really, really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed hearing from you as well. I'm so grateful that I was able to do this episode and if you're listening on the day that this goes out, the 11th of March, happy pandemic anniversary everyone! Everyone that got a shout out today and everyone that emailed in will be entered into the draw. I will be doing this live tomorrow, probably around lunchtime. I'm not doing this live because I'm like gonna be one of those people they're the only ones I've seen to be fair they start a live and they go hi guys sorry we're just gonna wait for a few more people to come in um good to see you hi, hi Katie yeah oh Rob good to see you again oh I know my hair looks so funny like this I just put it up in a quick bun real quick yeah yeah Yep, yeah, good to see you too, Sarah. No, I'm sorry, I can't be dealing with any of that crap. I'm only doing it live, just so that no one can say this was fixed, there was no messing about. Not that, not that anyone's going to accuse me, but yeah, don't want to get in trouble. Hate getting in trouble. So I'll be doing that tomorrow, and 
wishing you all another happy anniversary then. It's so exciting. Can't wait how I'm going to celebrate. And for those that win, I'll just be sharing your name and reaching out to you for actual personal details so I can send off your pamper package. This has been a slightly different episode to normal, but I hope you're all keeping well. Hope you're keeping positive and testing negative. Ha ha ha. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I really hope you've enjoyed this special episode dedicated to our NHS heroes. If you are enjoying the podcast, please do share with all your friends and family. I would love to build our little community and keep sharing different opinions, different stories, different perspectives and really build a virtual support bubble for us because the shit is crazy. So yeah, get involved in the podcast. Thanks for listening. I've been your agony aunt and I look forward to sharing more with you next time.